Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to answer more of the questions I received on YouTube this week. I get lots of questions on YouTube, and I think you're going to benefit from some of these answers. And of course, some of these questions you may have yourself. So I hope you find these particular podcasts helpful as I answer some more questions in depth that I receive on YouTube. And this is from this week. Pool Service Pro. Open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. So this question is was posted on a video where I talked about cleaning a Hayward filter. And it had a push-pull piston back wash valve. And the question is, how do you vacuum to waste on a filter with no multi-port valve like the one in this video? And the simple answer is you cannot vacuum the waste unless there's a multi-port valve. You can't really use the push-pull piston to backwash because the way the push-pull piston works is that when you pull the piston up, the water, and you have it in backwash mode, and the water is being evacuated from the filter, the water is actually flowing through the grids themselves, and then that's pushing all the DE and dirt off the grid. So the internal parts of the grids fill up with water and push the dirt off. So if you were to put it in backwash and hook up your vacuum hose to the skimmer, turn on the pump, and try to backwash the waste, it's not going to work effectively, number one, because it's not designed that way, and number two, because the water you're vacuuming out from the pool is actually filling up the inside of the grids themselves. And then when you put it back in pool filter mode, all of that dirt's going to blow back out into the pool. And so that'll make it highly ineffective to vacuum the waste. The only way to vacuum the waste with a D filter with the piston push-pull valve is to have a portable pump of some kind. And I recently just got the SuperVac 2 pump from Advantage Manufacturing. You'll see a video on that pretty soon. But it's a great portable pump that they actually make in-house, it's a 1.5 horsepower motor uh, on a pump. That pump went in is made by them specifically here in, in Orange County, California. They manufacture it, and it has a nice handle. It's self-priming, and this is something definitely that you want to get your hands on. If you want to do cleanups and there's no way to vacuum the waste, there's some poor man methods. I've seen cool guys take the lid off a D-filter and then turn on the power and vacuum that way, but that runs in, you run into some problems with the water spilling onto the pump or causing an electrical short. So I wouldn't do that in particular. And I think you're just kind of, your hands are kind of tied somewhat when you have a D filter with a piston valve. You just have to have some kind of portable vacuum system. The Vac Daddy has a really nice vacuum the waste adapter and you can use that to vacuum the waste or you can get the PortaVac if you're doing a lot of vacuuming the waste in your area and the filters don't have a multi-port valve on them. You can certainly get some kind of portable filtration system to compensate for that. 
Or in some cases, if you really do need the value in the waste at a certain account and there is no multi-port valve, you can actually replace the piston backwash valve with a multi-port valve. You just have to make sure you plumb it in correctly. But those are also interchangeable. So it's not like if the pool has a piston type valve, then you wouldn't be able to change it to a multi-port valve if that's something that you really need. The multi-port valve, for those who are listening and don't know, this has different ports. That's why they call it the multi-port. Makes perfect sense. And one of the ports, or one of the valve settings is waste. And so while you're vacuuming the pool, it'll bypass the filter and you can just vacuum the waste. Now you could actually put a three-way valve in the line and you can have it open up with some kind of PVC pipe going to a drain or an area where it can blow the water somewhere that's not going to cause a short by the equipment. And of course, you can do that to vacuum the waste if you needed to do that in an account and there was no multi-port valve. You can just kind of create your own by putting a three-way valve on the plumbing. And that way, when you open it, it'll just shoot out out of a pipe somewhere, hopefully safely, and drain the water while you're vacuuming and bypass the filter because the line will be closed to the filter at that point and open towards that waistline that you installed at the equipment. Complicated. It's just much easier to have a portable pump in a lot of cases than to kind of mess with the customer's equipment. But your hands are pretty much tied in that case with the piston type backwash valve. Here's a comment that was left on the Hayward uh, leaf canister, the uh, W560, I believe that's what it is. I'm just, or 530, I think it's the 530, it's a larger one. And this question was, um, do I need, does this need to float on the surface? After I filled it with water and connected it to the the whole thing sunk down to the bottom of the pool and it's working, but it's not floating to the top. This happens sometimes with the inline canisters. Some pools, for some reason, they'll sink below the surface and actually sit on the bottom of the pool. I've seen this happen on certain occasions. Not every account, it just happens ever so often. And this particular person had a leaf canister that once you connected it, sunk down um, into the pool now, I think maybe he has it too far from the wall. So technically, it should be one hose length coming out of the wall. So if you have it anywhere else besides there, it may sink down. But certainly, it shouldn't be touching the bottom of the pool unless you have like three hose lengths and you have it like halfway on the hoses. Then, of course, it'll sink down to the bottom. But in some cases, you'll find that it is sinking down somewhat lower than you want it to. And a simple solution is to take the lid off. Of course, take it out of the pool, make sure the equipment's off, take the lid off of it and put a tennis ball inside the leaf canister. That should keep it buoyant in the pool, at least keep it from sinking down, um, you know, lower than you want it to go. But they should technically be at the surface of the pool with a three foot hose coming out of the side port. Or if you have the skimmer, sometimes with the skimmer, I've seen them dip down a little bit because you may have two hose lengths on the front, depending on how your skimmer set up. And it could potentially dip down somewhat from the skimmer connection. But putting a tennis ball in there should give us some buoyancy. It will work effectively. It's just probably better if it's higher on the surface. That'll keep the vacuum from maybe hitting it or getting tangled on it. And it won't obstruct anything. So little tip there if you find that your leaf canister is sinking down. Usually it's the opposite problem. The O-ring, maybe it's not on there correctly. And air is getting in there, causing it to be more buoyant, causing the pool to lose prime once in a while. So typically you have the opposite problem where there's air getting into the canister. There shouldn't be any air getting in there. The pump should not lose prime while you have it connected. So make sure that the O-ring is lubed up and is in good condition to prevent 
air from getting in there and having the actual opposite problem. Here's one that was posted on a video when I was talking. It was a Pentair uh, FNS Plus when I'm talking about recharging it with DE. And maybe I misspoke. Sometimes I did that in my earlier videos. I didn't really have a script. I still don't work off of a script when I do my videos. I just kind of go with the flow and try to hit the key points without being scripted. So I may have misstated, but this is about the measurement. And he goes, All right, I'm missing something. You say one full scoop of the Aladdin DE scoop is one pound of DE. And then the graph I show for 48 um, inch grid filter, I think 48 feet is what he was trying to say, requires 10 scoops. Um, but if the scoop is one pound each, that would be a lot more than five pounds, of course. So I think maybe I misspoke in that video. I'm not sure. I have to watch it again. Basically, there are two DE scoops you can purchase. One is the Aladdin, if you're familiar with it, it's a blue scoop. And then you have a orange scoop. Hayward makes this one. And I think you can get also your distributor makes this one also a superior um, scoop. And it, it's a one pound scoop. So it's a larger one. So the smaller blue one is typically light blue or dark blue is typically half a pound of dry DE. And then the larger orange scoop is actually one full pound of dry DE. And so this is a confusion in the industry because when I first started, all we had were coffee cans. So we would use a one pound coffee can, you know, you ban coffee and you would use that on your route and that would be half a pound of DE. So if you're charging a 48 square, square, square foot filter, you would use 10 scoops of the U-Ban coffee can. It's like a tongue twister here. And that would be the amount of D you would charge that filter with. And then they came out with the scoops. Probably they had them. I just was using the coffee can. And that was half a pound of dry DE. Because when it's dry, it's lighter. You can tell that it's kind of fluffy. And it's not really a pound. If you hold that scoop in your hand, it's not super heavy. So it's about half a pound. The larger scoop made by Hayward, and usually orange, these are the one pound scoops and you can feel the weight difference. So it went in doubt if it feels light, it's probably a half pound scoop. When it feels like it has some weight to it, like a pound, then it's the one pound scoop. So I hope that clears that little thing up and hopefully I didn't misspeak in the video. I may have and when I'm talking about scoops and pounds and things like that, I tend to make a little mistake there. So apologies for that. Here's one for the Stay Right System 3. It was posted on this video. I just sent it to one of my new newer guys. Question, I've been in the business for 19 years and have never seen the silicone spray used on the O-rings. Love the idea, but never had any issues. We always use Magic Lube, but no mess on fingers sounds amazing. Magic Lube is effective, and as he mentioned, it is extremely messy. It, of course, when you're cleaning a filter that has Magic Lube on it, it becomes really messy because it turns black and it's all over you and your hands are sticky and you go drive your truck and it's all over the place. You can use that orange soap that they sell at the auto parts store. It's highly effective. I can't remember the name offhand, but it comes in an orange container and it has like a sandy grit kind of feel to it that takes all that off your hands. But to avoid all that, just use silicone spray. I use the Boss silicone spray. Someone had mentioned it's not being carried by their supplier anymore. And it's spelled B-O-S-S and it's a 615 spray. It comes in a purple can. You can Google it and maybe find it online. Any RV grade silicone spray. I bought some at AutoZone that I currently am using and it's effective. So you just, you just want some kind of RV grade silicone spray. And the Boss 615 is a good one if you can find it. And this definitely is going to, of course, prevent your messy hands. 
and it's a fast and effective way to lube up the O-rings. I was doing an account um, and I was talking to one of my customers who's a, I think he was a retired chemist. He said that the silicone actually um, will massage, the spray will actually massage the O-ring or the the rubber of the O-ring and make it last longer. And I found that since I started using the silicone spray, I'm not replacing the O-rings nearly as often as with the Magic Lube. For some reason, they're not stretching out and they are staying, they are lasting a lot longer. So not only does the silicone spray make it easier to, of course, lube up the O-ring, but the O-rings are going to last longer and it's not messy. So there's a, it's a win-win-win when you switch over to a silicone spray to lube up the, the tank O-rings. Now, you can't really use them per se on maybe the pump lid O-rings. You, you kind of need a thicker lubricant on that in a lot of cases, but for the O-rings on a filter tank, I definitely would recommend using the silicone spray. And again, if you can't find the Boss 615, you can use any RV gray silicone spray from Walmart or from your auto parts store. Here's a question that was posted on my video on the iClor salt system. And he says, since the iClor has been out a while now, do you still suggest it over the IntelliClor? Do the cells last as long? So here's my take on the iClor. If you have a Pentair IntelliClor system and you wanted to upgrade it to the iClor, there are a few things to consider. Now I'm not saying that you shouldn't upgrade. The iClor is of course highly, as a higher tech item. I don't know how I said that incorrectly. It's newer tech, I should say, and it has better features than the IntelliClor. However, it only goes to 30,000 gallons of water. So if you have a larger pool, you may want to stick with the IntelliClor IC40, which is rated for 40,000 gallons of water. This may be a viable option for you because I always recommend getting a salt cell that's twice the size of your body of water. So if you have a 20,000 gallon pool, the IC40 would be perfect because that's twice the output for your size pool. If you go to an iClor 30, then your is rated for 30,000 gallons. You may have to increase the output with the salt percentage versus the I, uh, IntelliClor IC40. Now, why this is important, the iClor is rated for the same 10,000 hours of use. It actually has a timer in, built into it. I mentioned it's newer tech. And so it has a use lifespan countdown timer built into the system, and it'll count how many hours of use you've had it in service for. It also has a much finer tuning ability as far as the percentage of chlorine output. This may not be particularly necessary for you, but the iClor, you can go in increments of 1%, whereas the the um, IntelliClor, you can only go in increments of 10%. So you can fine-tune the chlorine output and that's with an automatic system, by the way, at 10%. If you have just a standalone salt cell, I believe it's still, you know, the 20% increment. So you can fine-tune the iClor a lot better than the IntelliClor. So this is newer, and it's much easier to fine-tune. So I would say the only drawback with it, and this is the only drawback that I can see, is that the total gallons that it's rated for is still not as high as the Intelli the IntelliClor IC40 cell. And therefore, if you have a larger pool, I would stick with the older salt cell just for the fact that it can produce more pounds of chlorine for your size pool. Now, if your pool's 10 or 12 or 15,000 gallons, then of course the iClor 30 is perfect for you. 
and I definitely would recommend switching over to it because it does have better tech as far as that. I feel like the tech, you know, is a big leap forward if you look at comparing them side by side, but not saying that the IntelliCore is a bad salt system. The IC cells are not bad. It's just one of those things you have to be aware of when switching. They want to make sure you have the right size salt cell for your pool. And you can buy it with the retrofit kit so you can do no plumbing uh, when you change out the cell. You'll just take the IntelliClore cell out. And I have a video on this. That's the video that I think he was watching. And you just drop in the iClore right where it was at. It uses the same power center. It'll connect directly to a Pinter automated system also. So that's the nice thing about the iClore. It's completely backwards compatible with the IntelliClore system and no need to do anything. And by the way, if you get the power box with the cell, you can actually sell that and make a little bit of money on that. If you are a pool pro installing him, you can just use the old old power unit that's at the pool and you can sell that one or keep it as a spare. There's no need to switch it out. And I think one of the things like about the iClore, you don't see a lot of the fuses blowing in the power unit. With the IntelliClore, there's a lot of arching with that cell and sometimes the fuse will blow in the power unit or in your automated system panel. So I guess to summarize that, the iClore is a better salt cell, but not necessarily one that you would want to upgrade to if you have a larger pool. If you have a smaller pool, I wouldn't hesitate to upgrade to the iClore cell over the IntelliClore cell. And if you have a question you want me to answer here in the podcast, definitely go to my YouTube channel. The easiest way to find that is to go to my website, swimmingprolearning.com, and on the top, click on that As Seen on YouTube button, and then you can find a video and watch one and post a comment, and I might expand on it here in the podcast. I think the segments are um, well-liked. People listen to them, and I think there's a lot of good information that I'm able to expand on versus like a two-sentence or one-sentence reply on YouTube. If you're looking for other podcasts I've recorded, you can find those also here on my website and on the banner. Click on the podcast icon. If you're interested in a coaching program, you can learn more about that at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.